three months into this pandemic. I think we're all experiencing it kind of funk, kind of fatigue. And imagine how uh, much more pronounced it would be if you were a frontline healthcare worker. Like registered nurses in Ontario, they got a bump in pay on Monday, but only by 1%. Some feel it seems more like a slap in the face. Vicki McKenna joins us right now. She's president of the Ontario Nurses Association. Vicki, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kelly. First of all, I want to thank you and all of your colleagues for keeping us safe and uh, during this pandemic. I know you guys have been working really hard to the point of exhaustion. Um, give us an idea. Just describe the conditions that your members have been working under during this pandemic. Well, it certainly has been, you know, a situation that I can't say that many would have ever experienced. And, and this pandemic is is something like we never imagined, even though. You know, the the talk always was it's not if it ever happens, it's when, and it's when right now. And it's been a really, as you described, it's been a really difficult uh, time over the last number of weeks. Uh, but I can say that nurses and health professionals have been there every day, and they're still there, and we're still in the midst of it. And it's, uh, you know, it's been, it's weighs really heavy. It, it is really difficult. And as you said, we're certainly working very hard, working tremendous hours. With the emergency measures in place, uh, uh, parts of their um, contract uh, have, been, have been voided. So, for instance, the scheduling, the, any kind of work-life balance uh, has been removed. The schedules are not, you know, there isn't the obligation to maintain the schedules the scheduling and there's a lot of you know unpredictability in their life every day, uh, let alone dealing with uh, COVID. So it's been it's been really hard, Kelly. And what's the PPE situation like? Has that gotten any better? <laughs> well, we've been you know we've been in a fight, and I'll call it that right from the get go on PPE and wanting to ensure that nurses and health professionals had the proper PPE, uh, no matter where they were working and in what the environment was. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe, and I think many officials admit that we, you know, the system was caught off guard. The supply wasn't there. It's been a challenge to get supply in. It is, it is a little, it is better, but mm-hmm. we're still facing challenges in different institutions and work sites. Uh, but we're, you know, on it every day and we continue to push and, uh, to make sure that people have what they need and not have to to beg for personal protective equipment, to beg for masks. And, and those are the, many of the situations that were occurring certainly right at the beginning um, and less so now, but we still have challenges. Vicki McKenna's on the line with us. She's the president of the Ontario Nurses Association. We're talking about uh, this bump in pay, it's one year, a 1% pay increase was awarded to nurses by the province on Monday. Is that the most the government could have increased pay under their legislation? Yes. I mean, the current legislation that we fall under, Bill 124, is is just that. It does constrain um, any any sort of wage improvements other than, you know, everything, all total compensation inside that 1%. And, you know, what it did is it interfered with with collective bargaining. We bargained with this particular contract with the Ontario Hospital Association, 137 hospitals, you know, over 60,000 registered nurses and health professionals fall under this contract. 
And right from the beginning last last spring, when in 2019, when the bill was first introduced, we started on our pushback campaign about, and really, Kelly, the issue at hand is about fairness, it's about equity, and it's about respect. And uh, this is a female-dominated uh, workforce, and male-dominated uh, workforces, in some cases, were excluded. Uh, and like what? You know, well, police and fire, for one. Okay, and like what the government would say to that is that the, the municipal employees, which are police and fire, are, are not yeah. uh, part of this legislation. So yes, that's still, that's why they're yeah, exempt. Still paid, out of, still paid out of the public purse, though. And, and government well, had the, yeah. has the ability to exclude workers uh, from the legislation. Another thing I'll say is that in, it has been 10 years of bar, you know, over 10 years of bargaining where nurses and health professionals in this particular contract have not had increases that even met the rate of inflation. So coming up, you know, through the, that decade and then to be faced with the 1% uh, piece, but, you know, the, the percent is one thing, but the issue it falls back to the equity, fairness and respect. And that was the is the position that we're taking and have taken all along. Um, we are in the midst of a charter challenge. Yeah. Well are you optimistic that courts will rule in your favor with that charter challenge? Where are you sitting right well, now? Well, certainly it's early in the process, of course, and, you know, and all the proceedings haven't begun. But we do believe that it is an equity and fairness issue. And, and that's why we're going forward at the charter challenge level and why we in, in the legislation it provides for exemptions so we filed mm-hmm. and, and asked at the treasury board for an exemption prior to us beginning bargaining um we didn't hear back from treasury board we you know we followed up to say we haven't heard from you we never had gotten a response from treasury board one way or the other so the government really has to you know has a number they have you know, certainly they have the power and authority to do many things, and uh, we believe that nurses and health professionals should have been should be exempted from the bill, and that we freely bargain. Uh, and you know, we bargain we bargained in restraint for years around you know the economy and all the things going on. We didn't need to have that imposed, and and for the nurses, and clearly. <clears throat> They are very. What's morale like? I I think that's that's important. Yeah. What's morale like, and especially after this one percent pay increase? Yeah. Well, you know, the morale is terrible. Um, Many nurses. I mean, thousands of nurses. I'm hearing from thousands and thousands of nurses across this province. They feel disrespected. Uh, They feel like it's you know, and some, and I think I've seen in some of the the press uh, that people media have spoken to individual nurses who describe it as a slap in the face. Yeah. They've been in this COVID situation, but, you know, they're in, you know, high, you know, high pressure situations always. That's not new, but this, this, this is, this is, yeah, but it's different when you are, it's different when you're nervous that your patient could possibly a result in you passing away. That, that's a different yeah. sort of work condition, right? Because most times um, nurses work on people and they're probably, you know, they're not going to be affected by their patients. They're mm-hmm. going to have an effect on their patients. Let's just yeah. really quickly as I wrap this up, because I think it's important. There are some reports that nurses still haven't received that $4 per hour top up in yeah. pandemic pay. Um, yeah. What are you hearing? And do we have an idea of how many nurses on the front line are still waiting for pay, which is supposed to actually be flowing this week? I would say most all. 
most all have. And this is, you know, the announcement was made in April, and here we are now in June. And there's still, employers are saying, well, they're not sure how to implement it. They don't know how to 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 set it up. They They don't know how to apply it. So they have questions. The nurses, in the meantime, I think, you know, this is just as you've described, it's a, there's a compounding effect. We've got this pandemic pay piece, which, you know, nurses were saying, well, you know, that is a signal that the government respects us, still isn't flowing. Then the contract comes down on top of it. And in the meantime, as you described, you know, they're going to work every day fearful that, you know, that they will themselves contract it or, you know, take something home to their families. And Let me ask you that, this as, as, as we wrap this up, because you are um, president of the Ontario Nurses mm-hmm. Association. Yeah. All of those factors combined, there's a lot of stress there and a lot of, uh, it's a recipe for possible burnout. So yeah. are you at all worried that this is going to affect care as we're, you know, down the road that it, the public received during this pandemic? I am worried that nurses are are burning out and have burned out. Uh, We had shortages of nurses before we started into the COVID situation. There was difficulty uh, then and, you know, and thinking about the impact of COVID on them now and, you know, whether they'll be able to continue to work at this pace. They shouldn't be, you know, the productivity and, and the hours that they're working are beyond what workers of any description should be doing for this extended period of time. They're being told in many cases there'll be no vacations this summer because we're ramping up. The nurses will need, and I call it, talk about vacation, I talk about it as respite. People will need need a break. And, you know, they're feeling like they're caught in this vice right now. And it's a terrible situation for them. And I am worried that they are going to burn out and that they're not going to be able to continue at this pace adding all the pressures on in our environment right now, including, you know, the, these things around the pandemic pay, the contract, it's, it's just becoming insurmountable. I want to thank you for your time today, Vicki. Uh, it's been quite illuminating. I think a lot of us are, are looking at hopefully expanding our social circles this weekend to number 10, uh, you know, keeping that safe physical distance. But um, there, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at this as we're out of the woods. We're not out of the woods yet. And I think it's important to consider where our frontline workers are and how they're doing. And um, all of our best to, to all of your members. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Kelly.